come to Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Over and over. Lord, help me to stop doing the same things over and over that I know I should change. I do okay for a while, then I revert back to my old ways. Why can't I straighten it out? Why can't I change and stay that way? Why do I keep doing the same old things over and over that I know I shouldn't be doing? Why? Lord, give me the strength and the consistency to do the things that I know I should do and keep doing them. Now that's a Mountain Wings original. It's today's issue of Mountain Wings by the writer of Mountain Wings. Or perhaps this was written by Paul. Or perhaps it was written by you. Over and over. And so many of you who are listening to me right now are watching us on television. You keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And you see, people, I wrote that because of the stuff that I go through just dealing with God and me. Not other folks, just God and me. And of the things that he has commanded me to do and the difficulties that I have staying on course. Y'all ever had that problem? And to be honest about it, people, I'll tell you the truth. Based on the relative norm and average, I'm good. I'm, I'm be honest about it. I'm, I'm the, the stuff I'm struggling with, most people, if they could just get to the stuff I'm struggling with, would be absolutely delighted. The stuff I'm struggling with is not the norm, but that doesn't make a bit of difference. I, I really believe I'm good. I, I know on every test scale I'm far above the normal, but see, that has nothing to do with it. That All that matters is the things that God has instructed me to do. I keep having difficulties struggling with this stuff over and over and over. And see, I really know that based on the norm, I'm good. But, but this is what I also know. I could be so much more. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, you're good. But you could be so much more. First Timothy, fourth chapter, beginning at the twelfth verse. This is where our text will come from today, and it's a letter that Paul wrote Timothy. And it kind of deals with the same things, and we know Paul, and Paul wrote most of the New Testament. And yet Paul said, the things that I should do. That's the very thing I'm not doing. And the stuff that I shouldn't do is the very thing that I find myself doing. Now, Paul, he also said, look, I I follow the law better than anyone I know. See, Paul was good. And he knew he was good. He said, I follow the law better than anyone I know, but the stuff I should be doing, I don't. 
And the very thing that I have no business doing, that's the stuff I'm doing. He said, I'm good. But I could be just so much more. And Timothy was fundamentally a disciple of, of Paul. And, and, and Paul wrote this letter to him in 1 Timothy 4th chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting might appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine. Continue with them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. And I want to talk to you today from one simple word that if we can grab a hold of this one word will help all of us who struggle so much with the over and over phenomenon and of slipping in and of slipping out and not doing what we should. And that one word is simply Focus. You all say focus. Focus. And in this, in these verses where Paul wrote unto Timothy, he constantly emphasized to Timothy to focus. He said, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give attendance is nothing more than focus. Paul said, look, focus on your reading, to your exhortation, and to your doctrine. He said, man, focus on it. He said, neglect not the gift. He said, focus on your gift. He said, don't, don't, don't neglect it. He said, meditate upon these things. He think on, focus on this stuff. He said, give thyself wholly to them. He said, give, give everything you got to this. He said, focus on it. He said, take heed unto thyself. Take heed just means focus. He said, continue in them. Focus, 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 focus. The man said it in one word or another six times for Timothy to focus. Because Paul had experience with this stuff and he knew the difficulty. And you see, Timothy was good. Paul said about Timothy that he was his own son in the faith He said, Timothy was good. But what Paul saw in Timothy was that he could be so much more. Turn to the person next to you again and tell him, you're good. But you can be so much more. And when we understand our potential and what we could be if we could just focus. Now, what I want all of you to do right now is take out a piece of paper and something to write with. It doesn't matter what, how, it's not going to be a whole lot, it's just a business card. It's something big enough for you to write on and, and a piece of paper. Those of you who are watching me by television or listening by electronic means, get a piece of paper and get a pencil or a pen or chalk or whatever, a magic marker, whatever you got handy. If you just got to write it in, in, in whatever, however you got to write in the dirt. Get, get something and, and, and write this down. I'm going to take you through something and it'll just train you just with this. And, and this is what I want you to do. Start at the center of the page 
And I'm going to have you write seven lines of things. And it's not much. Right in the center of the page, I want you to write three words. Better money job. Just those three words. First line, better money job. On the next line, right underneath that, I want you to write the word health. Right in the center of the page. On the next line, underneath better money job and health, I want you to write the word relationships. On the next line, underneath relationships, I want you to write the word car, C-A-R. On the next line, underneath car, I want you to write the word God, capital G-O-D. On the next line, underneath the word God, I want you to write the word hair, H-A-I-R. And on the next line, underneath the word hair, I want you to write the two letters TV. Now, you should have seven lines of stuff. First line, better money job. Second, health. Third, relationships. Fourth, car. Fifth, God. Sixth, hair. And the seventh, TV. Now, that's in the center of the page. And right to the left of that, what I want you to do, I want you to number those from one to seven with one being the most important and seven being the least important. Now, I want you to look at that list and I want you to pick out the most important thing in your life on that list. And by that, I want you to put the number one. Then I want you to look at that list and I want you to pick out the least important, the things that matter least to you, and I want you to put by that thing the number seven. You got that? Everyone who's listening by television or electronics, do it. Look at the list by the thing that's most important in your life. Put number one. The thing that's least important in your life, put number seven. Look at the list again. Now now pick out the second most important thing in your life. Put two by that. Now put the thing that's next to the last thing that's least important in your life and put six by that. Now in the middle you've got three of them left. Put by those three, number three, four, and five, in the ranking of order from most important to least important. Three being your third most important, four being your fourth most important, and five being the fifth most important. I'm going to just give you just a few more seconds to just finish filling that out. And and what I mean by, let me explain what I mean by even better money job. This means that if you want... It's the focus of better money and job. If you need, now see, sometimes people got, they don't need any any more money, don't need a better job. I I never will forget the story of the man who won a a million dollar lottery and he gave it all away. And when the people interviewed him and asked him why did he give all this away, he said, look, I'm a forklift driver. I love my job. I make $20,000 a year. That's all I need. I don't need any more money. He didn't. See, for him, better money job would have been number seven. He, it was the least thing that's important. I'm not talking about a job. I'm saying better money and a better job. So a better money job is real high on your list of priorities and it should be up there. If you're satisfied with your job, if you're satisfied with your money and there's of no interest, it ranks way down at the bottom. Not a job, but better money and better job. So that's the, that's the, the ranking and how that is explained in that 
Health is just that. It's the health of your body. Relationships. It, it simply means your relationships, whether it's spouse, whether it's family, whether it's children, whether it's friends. It's a relationship. A car is pretty self-explanatory. God is your spiritual life and your spiritual relationship with God. Half, that's basically your appearance. And TV, that's television. So those things, that's the explanation. Everyone now should be finished ranking those from the number one to the number seven on that list. Now what I want you to do, those are on the left side. I want you to take a look at your list. And look at what you have ranked First, second, and third. And don't look at anyone else's list. This is your list. You have no business looking at your neighbor's list. So don't try to peep over that and see what's important in someone else's life. You keep your eyes on your own paper and look at your own list. What are we talking about? What's the subject today? Focus. See, that's one of the first problems of how people get on focus. You worried about what's on someone else's list. I have not told you one thing about looking on anyone. Every one of you all wondering, what they, wonder what they got on there? Where is that ranking in there? And you trying to stretch your neck to focus. Y'all said focus. And this is a part of just even focusing. First of all, you need to get your own priorities straight before you go worrying about someone else's. So do not look at anyone else's list. That's none of your business. You get your own list and you get your own list straight now. So now that you have seen and you're looking at your own list, say your own list, you're looking at your own list to see what things you have prioritized and what things are important in your life. That's on the left side. What's important to you? Now this is what I want you to put on the right side. I want you to rank from one to seven on the right side how much time you spend on each one of those with one being the most time and seven being the least time. So look at the list. Out of that, what do you spend the most time on? Now, if you spend the most time on trying to better yourself for your job and trying to figure out, I'm not just talking about just going to the job. I'm talking about better job. And better money. If you spend the most time trying to improve yourself, see, sometimes it, it, you can go to the job and spend a lot of time, but you're not really focusing on better job, and, and you may want a better job and better money, but you're not doing anything about it. And sometimes we're like, you know, you want to get a move from an apartment to a five-bedroom house with four bathrooms, three-car garage, but right now you're working in a chicken plant plucking chicken feathers. Now there's nothing wrong with plucking chicken feathers. But if you want to go to a five-bedroom, three, four-bath house with three couples, you have to get another job in plucking chicken feathers. So if you want better job, better money, then you have to be focusing on something that's going to give you something different than plucking chicken feathers. So that's what I'm saying. So how much time are you spending on that first one to really get a better job or to make better money? So if you're spending a lot of time on that, that would rank up in the list. So this is the way I want you to rank it based on the amount of time that you are spending on each one of those. The one you're spending the most time on, the one you're spending the least time on. Now look at your list and see how is the list matching up with what is priority versus how much time you're spending. And be honest with yourself. Be honest with the list. Most of you will have health far above television. But if you look at your time, you spend an hour or two a day watching television. 
and maybe 15 minutes a week on your health. So the, the priority and the focus is out of order based upon what you truly want out of life. Now look at your list carefully. And you start to bring some things into focus on what you truly want and what you're really focusing on. It's why Paul had to tell Timothy, meditate on this thing. Study on this thing. Know the word. Know what is. And have some understanding so that you can get to the destiny that God has prophesied in your life. Now look at your list. How much time are you spending on the real important things of your life? And that list and the way that ranking is, it will tell you a whole lot. And it will show you two things. First of all, what you know in terms of what should be by the left column. The right column shows you what you do. And oftentimes there is a huge gap between what you know and what you do. There's a huge gap in what you know and what you do. Do you realize that if you just took me out of that list, I don't know what's on your list, but the bottom of that list should be television. That, that's actually the least constructive because most people are not watching religious television all day. It's very, very few. That the bottom thing on that list, based on all spiritual and just worldly knowledge and wisdom, the lat, number seven on everyone's left side of the list should be television. But when you look at it, the thing that is least important, if you go to the right side in truth, the thing that is least important in truth on the right side of what people do is way up on the list. Spend more time watching television than they do studying the Bible. There's, no, no, there's not even a comparison. Spend more time watching television than you do with quality time with family. Just no Spend more time with television than you do trying to improve yourself on the job or career or finance. Spend more time with television than you do exercise. Now, I don't know about the hair. But oftentimes, you know, even most people would be in good shape if they just spent as much time on the high priority stuff as they did on the hair. And in very real sense and in a very real terms focus and see focus is simply technically it is the it's the bending of light rays to a single point that's why Paul told Timothy to put yourself wholly into this thing your whole being when you find out truly where you should be and where you should go based on looking at then where you are most people including myself need a reordering of that right side of that list Sometimes we spend too much time just surfing the internet. Not even going anywhere, just clicking. Click. Click. Just, you know, and that's why they call it surfing. Surfing is just going with the wave. You know, don't even, don't even have a, but spend hours and hours and hours just, just on the internet. No exercise in moving a mouse around whatsoever. So, as a matter of fact, not only is it, is it not beneficial to the health, it's bad on you. 
strain the eyes, you get carpal tunnel syndrome from the wrist, all kinds of stuff. You're sitting there in the bed on your back. But we spend sometimes hours just surfing and watching television. Because that's where, and when you're watching television and surfing, do you know all your being and eyes is just focused on the screen? We're focused. Look at your list again. And if you've written it down truthfully, if you've written it down truthfully, and you can see that so many of us need to go in and reorder some stuff. And God will change focus in our lives when he really starts to work with us. And you all see the facial hair that I have and the beard that's growing. And I preached about that in the sermon, The Pastor's Beard, and you can hear that on airjesus.com. But I didn't realize the focus that God was going to change in my life just from appearance. See, that's that hair. And sometimes, we say, you know, because folk are focused on the hair. You know, every strand, if a strand is out of place, sometimes we stand in the middle, we focused on every, just the hair change. And I didn't, I didn't realize how just the change of my hair would change my life focus. I went to a funeral a couple of weeks ago. And it was to a, the pastor of a church that I had attended had passed. And they called me and they wanted me to speak on the program. And some of the people I hadn't seen in 10 or 12 years. And prior to having this hair on my face, whenever I went somewhere and I hadn't seen people in a long time, they always told me how young I was looking and how good I was looking. But I had all this hair on my face and then it was great. So there was a thing that I noticed as I went to the funeral and I saw all of the people that I knew. No one mentioned how good I was looking. <laughs> Not one single person. No one, not one single person mentioned how good I was looking. But this is what happened. And this is the change in focus as I was there at the funeral. Everyone at that funeral and everyone in that church looked real good to me. And I, I, I was trying to, and I was looking at them, and I was wondering, I said, what in the world? All these folk look just as young. It looked, they looked just like that. Matter of fact, they looked better than they looked when I left 10 or 12 years ago. They're just as vibrant, they're just as young, and, and they don't look like they've aged a bit. I said, what in the world is going on? And here I am with all this gray hair all over my face. And I saw what God had done. He had changed focus. He had changed focus to where if I had walked in looking good, I would have been focused on how good I was looking. But because I knew that I just wasn't looking that hot, something in me changed. <laughs> and I began to see, in all honesty, everyone that just looked just beautiful. Sometimes, people, we need to change our focus, just like we need to change some of the things that are on that list. I saw what happened even as the hair grew to my relationship of people around me. And I began to be, be honest, but I see people in the art different. See, when you take focus off of you, stuff, stuff looks different. 
And, and, and too often, people, we are focused on the wrong thing. We're focused on vanity stuff. We're focused on stuff that will never get us to heaven. We're focused on the wrong thing. And, and I saw, in, in a very clear nutshell, God had to make me ugly so I could become beautiful. <laughs> Do, do you understand that? He had to make me. And see, that's the way it is with some of you in some situations. God has to send you through some ugly situations to humble you and to make you beautiful. Yeah. And, and I began to see just even even now when I stand out in front of the ark and greet people as they come in, I, I see people different. My thankfulness has just increased multiples. I, I don't, uh, my assistant breeder, now every time she does something for me, I just say thank you. And, and it's, and, and I'm saying to myself logically, I don't need to be thinking of everything she does. I'm paying her. So she, she, shoot, I don't need to be thinking of everything, but, but it's something that's just is bubbling up inside of me that every time, so I, I, it's just a spirit that has changed. Focus has changed. <laughs> And, and people, if we will learn to reorder some things into our lives and stop worrying about all of the trivial things and, and all of the ugly stuff and, and that, that, that really, in reality, we may think is beautiful, but it's a stench in the nostrils of God. And we think it's beautiful. And God will have to sometimes make us ugly. And I, now I understand why all the prophets look so bad. When, when, I, when I read the description of how Elijah looked, and I said, Whoo, when you read that description, I, now I understand why God had, because it allows you to see the world. You can't see the world too pretty when you think you real pretty. It's something about it that changes focus. And God had to send me through some things so that I could see some things through different eyes. Focus. Too many of you now, the things of God are fuzzy. Yet the things of the world appear to be clear. And God will have to come in and rearrange your eyes so the things of God become clear. And the things of the world fuzzy. Focus, focus, focus. You used to see through a glass darkly, but he'll clear your vision up to see the truth. And now I can understand how my mother could see beauty in people where I couldn't see it in the physical. God will change your eyes to where you will start seeing beauty where you couldn't see it before. I thank you for joining us today. You can go and hear this entire sermon at airjesus.com or send focus to someone you know who needs to hear it. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to ask the Elijah to just come and close us out for the day. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Give the Lord another hand. Amen, amen, amen. What a very profound message to open all of our eyes to our priorities in life, things that we 
thought were important to us, but when we actually wrote them down and looked at them, we saw that we need to rearrange the way we spend our time and to change our focus. And we certainly appreciate the pastor for just unveiling and opening himself up to show us the change on the inside of him. As God allowed his outward appearance to change, it changed something inwardly. And that's what God is seeking. God is seeking an inward change in all of us. That's what God looks upon the heart. He's concerned with our heart. The Bible says that uh, it's the, not the outward adorning, but it's the, it's the inward adorning of the heart that's beautiful in His sight. That's a precious value to Him. That quiet, that meek spirit on the inside. And so we just thank God so much for changing our focus and doing something inwardly.